Hey, yo, what's up, peeps? We are back. It's your girl, it's your two boys, and we are back. It's the Real OK2 Podcast, and we are here, and we are ready. We about to give it to you like we do every week, real, raw, and definitely unscripted. Giving it to you something new, something that the people want. You want to hear from us, and we about to give it to you. We about to give it to you, just like ODB said. We about to give it to you raw because we love it raw, and we about to give it to you. And today, we have something special for you. So sit back, relax, grab your pen, your paper, get your Kool-Aid, your juice, your water, or whatever. So sit back and listen to Kia, K-Bug, and O-Dub. Kia, K-Bug, y'all ready? We ready. Mm -hmm. All right, all right. Before we get started... You know what we got to do. So, K-Bug, do what you do, bro. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. We have to, of course, start the show by thanking our sponsor, our lovely sponsor, Helena, our sister. We appreciate you. That's What's Popping USA and What's Popping Events with the apostrophe at the end. She is a champion of small businesses. She is always out here being an advocate for small businesses, looking for small businesses to get the shine and the light that they need and the notoriety. She also has a television station which is YBTV. All of these can be found on IG and on Facebook. If you are or you are looking to start a small business, definitely get in contact with our sister. DM her, let her know that you heard about it on the OK2 podcast, and let her know that you're interested in getting some help or getting assistance with your small business. Listen, when I say she's a champion, she is a champion, definitely. definitely. So we thank you, Helena. We appreciate you. We thank you for always supporting our vision, loving us, and being here and supporting our, you know, our journey. We appreciate it. And we can't do can't go any further without thanking our fans. Fans, thank you. We're talking about our fans all over the world. That's right. We have fans in other countries that are listening to us in different languages. We appreciate you. We thank you for taking the time out of your day, your schedule, and taking time to rock with us. You support us. You listen to these, this episode in the past episodes. Wait for the future episodes. You're just walking and walking this journey out with us. So we appreciate you. We say God bless you. Love you all. We wish you nothing but the best. And, yo, we thank you for continuing to rock with us. And thank you so much. We appreciate you. All right, O-Dub, you got it. I appreciate it, bro. Hey, today's episode is special because today we're going to talk about, we're going to have some seriousness and we're going to have some fun because today we're going to talk about HBCU versus PWI, predominantly white institution for those who don't know, the black student experience. And today we have a special guest, Dr. Augustus Jordan III. But does mama call him Gus? I'm going to call him Gus. <laughs> what it do, Gus? Dr. Jordan? <laughs> Just chilling here. Well, How you doing, sir? Hey, doing well, bro. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks for yeah, having me. Yeah, mm-hmm. man, definitely, definitely. I'm going to tell, tell our fans a little bit about you. Um, Dr. Jordan okay. was born March 11, 1971. He was born in Atlanta, Georgia, and he was born to the parents Augustus Jordan II and Phyllis McEwen. Phyllis, Miss Phyllis, that's my mother. 
that's my mom. I love that woman. And um, even though he was born in Atlanta, he moved to various parts of Florida back and forth. His mom was um, getting educated and attending law school at the University of Florida at the time. So um, awesome, awesome, awesome. In 1989, um, since he's my high school classmate, he get, he graduated from the Christina Leon King Senior High School in Tampa, Florida, where he went on to attend Florida Agriculture and Mechanical University. Fam you. Fam you. Fam God fam you. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right. I had to get a shout out. So he was accepted to Fam you, went on to attend, and trust me, I went over there and hung out with him several times because I was right down the street at another institution. Uh, we'll talk about that later. Um, but he went on and he got accepted to FAMU School of Journalism, and he did his thing over there doing numerous things. Um, his decision um, for journalism basically was large on his love for DJing, because that brother right there, and he's just amazing um, in that in that arena. He graduated with his BS in broadcast journalism in 1994. And just a little tell you about you, he obtained his master's of arts and black American literature as well. And then he got his doctorate from Clark Atlanta. He's going to talk about his book later, but I just want to say he's a father of two to um, Augustus Jordan IV, um, affectionately known as Quad, and Serena Faye Jordan. So he's awesome, currently teaching classes at Clark Atlanta University, and also does a, a podcast, which he'll talk about later. He's also a proud member of Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity Incorporated. So, Gus, welcome. Yes, sir. Welcome. Welcome. Thanks. So, good. Um, glad to have you on. Thanks for having me today. It's May uh, 2023. want to shout out to my brothers from the chapter uh, of Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity Incorporated, which was, found, which was chartered May 1st, 1922, on the campus of Atlanta University. Yes. Oh, yeah. Happy Charter Day. Happy, happy Charter Day. It's always great to see those D9 milestones, man. Thank you for giving that shout-out. That shout-out. So, Shout-out to you, too. Five Beta Sigma. Thanks, bro. Thanks, bro. In 1914, right? Correct. You got it, bro. Got it. Yes, sir. All right, so I know... Hey, man, um, anytime. You know, you're always welcome. He's had me on his show, and I told him, um, Key and K-Bug, we're going to get you on, and I thought this would be the perfect topic because we graduated high school together. We went to college in the same city together, and he went to uh, HBCU. I went to a PWI. I attended Florida State University right around the corner. Uh, a lot of people jokingly say, well, it's right across the tracks. Well, it's not literally right across the tracks, but it is in close proximity where we can, you know, mm-hmm. we can go go down the street, and there are often times where classes have to be taken at each other's schools. Um, I forgot what program that you had to take classes at Florida State, and I know that the Naval ROTC program had to take classes in engineering over at FAMU. So there are some um, cross pollinating going on um, between the two institutions, state institutions, both great institutions. So just want to throw that out there. Yes, sir. Yeah, I took a broadcast announcing class at Florida State University. That's correct. Yellow Cops. So, um, Gus, and like I yes, said, sir. his he's Dr. Augustus Jordan III, but 
I know him, so I'm going to use, I'm just going to call him, you know, say what it is. I call him <laughs> Gus and call him Gus. <laughs> so, um, Gus, tell us about your experience with fam, bro. Oh, my experience with fam. Um, first of all, I was introduced to Florida A&M University by my stepfather, uh, Theodore, attorney Theodore Taylor, who um, resides in Plant City, Florida. He was the first black with our own uh, law firm in Plant City, Florida. He was married to my mother for many years. They're divorced now. But uh, he would take me to all the games, right? Um, my mother graduated from Atlanta University and, and, and Spelman, right? Got a master's from Atlanta University and um, undergrad degree at Spelman. But, uh, yeah, you know, HBCU has just been my experience, you know, throughout my my life with my family. My right. dad, uh, Augustus Jordan II, is a graduate of Caldega College in Alabama, another HBCU. So I just said HBCU experience was all that I've known. Um, moving to Tampa, Florida in 1980, I did attend a white uh, high school, Christina Leon King High School, as well yes, as you. <laughs> Right, junior high school, like Reco Junior High School and um, Lomax uh, Sixth Grade Center. So by the time I graduated, I definitely knew I wanted to, you know, go to school amongst my people in totality. Uh, it was already close. Moving from Atlanta to, you know, to Tampa, um, my family are real good friends with, you know, Maynard Jackson, who's the first black mayor of Atlanta and Representative Ambassador Andrew Young was my grandfather, Reverend Homoclyde, if you were a senior, who's your frat brother, Ozzy, um, right. he's deceased. But he was um, Ambassador Young's mentor. They're both from New Orleans, Louisiana. My mother's mother, uh, his wife, Maxell McEwen, they, she babysat Ambassador Young, she and my grandfather, while they were they attended Dillon University in uh, New Orleans, Louisiana. So, you know, I grew up around, you know, Ambassador Young. Uh, my grandfather once cut Dr. Martin Luther King's hair before the oh. Civil Rights Movement off Auburn Avenue. Yeah, my grandfather's, my, my dad's dad, Augustus Jordan Sr., who passed away in 2018. He cut Dr. Martin Luther King's hair. He cut James Brown's hair. cut Deion Sanders' hair when Deion Sanders played for the Falcons. Um, mm -hmm. You know, your fellow or whatever alumni. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, also, uh, Ryan Cameron's here. Uh, great radio host here in the Atlanta area. So my grandfather was a remarkable man, uh, a veteran, fought in uh, World War II, and also in 1950 owned his own barbershop. So, you know, got to give him a shout-out. So this comes from Atlanta, just a lot of history. And when I moved to Tampa, it was – it was good, and I had history there, but it was a culture shock for me. Um, when, living in Atlanta, I never saw Caucasians that much until I went downtown. But as you know, Atlanta's like Chocolate City now, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. And uh, most Caucasians I moved outside of the, you know, uh, city limits, but they're slowly moving back in, you know, creeping back mm -hmm. in. Got the prices up, so you know how it goes. It's like that in every city, for the most part. That's in a nutshell my experience. So um, I knew I wanted to go to HBCU, and I'm I'm so proud to be in HBCU right now because 
the way DeSantis is doing things in the state of Florida, they're taking away a chance for us to teach, you know, about race, what they call race culture. When I say they, I mean, I guess most people call it race culture, but it's just we can't teach. I'm going to teach the truth. We're being penalized for teaching the truth. All right. Um, so fortunately, HBCU, where I can speak my mind on the truth. And um, that's in a nutshell for me to say I'm, I'm glad to be where I am. <laughs> okay. Amen, bro. You know, oh, man. Well, I know my experience, my first experience with an HBCU um, was when my aunt graduated from Dillard in 1984. Um, Mm -hmm. And that was, you know, my mom had attended Kansas State when my father was in the Army. And, of course, we were in Manhattan, Kansas. Um, My aunt, um, her my mom's sister, attended FAMU. But that was before my ability to go visit. My I was much younger, um, and, my, and of course she was at FAMU. But my actual first opportunity to attend an HBCU, just to see the experience, was with my my aunt Audrey Lashawn. Well, her last name is Lee now. It was Walker. Um, graduated in '84 from Dillard, and oh my God, I thought I was in heaven. I said, "Man, all these black people? What?" <laughs> I, I mean. <laughs> I mean, and saw the fraternity, and she's a she's a member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated, and they they gave her a send off like no other. And seeing the Deltas, the Qs, um, I think I think I saw a few um, Kappas and some Alphas out there stepping, celebrating their graduating um, brothers and Saras out there. I thought that was the coolest thing ever, and um, I remember going back. Um, home and talking with my boys and like, did y'all know about all these fraternities? Because I didn't know anything at the time. And they was like, nah, we never heard of it, you know. So, and I remember sitting down at a table um, in high school later on, years later, sitting down and lunch and having conversations with, um, I think, you, um, Gus, at one point, and I think Derek Fireson, um, maybe David Stamps, talking about um, black Greek organizations and things. And I think um, the Qs were mentioned. Never, ever mentioned Sigmas at all. Um, I didn't know what a Sigma was. I, I just laughed at that. But um, but just um, coming out of high school, um, my decision to attend the PWI was because I had opportunity to attend BCC, had opportunity to attend Dillard, had opportunity to attend Hampton. And, um, and I said... Um, I was going to apply to FAMU, but I didn't, um, and I and I chose not to attend um, because at the time, um, BCC was really pushing hard for me. Well, it wasn't BCC. Well, I think it was BCC. I think they changed the university, right? What's the recently? Yeah, they changed from BCC to BCU. So um, yeah, because it was BCC at the time, and they were they were pursuing me hard, and they were offering. Um, everything a full full ride the same as Florida State because I had a lot of a lot of opportunities to go to different schools and um, Florida State was offering me a free ride and my main decision when I came out of high school I want to go to a D1 football powerhouse because I wanted that experience um, I love the game of football I love watching it I love seeing it and I want to sit in the stadium and go bananas. And then also with Tallahassee, I was in close proximity 
to FAMU, I thought I would have the best of both worlds. Um, I can oh. go hang out at FAM, and, you know, it was right down the street. And then, and just to be honest, half of King High School was at FAMU. You know, my boy was at my my boy was at FAMU, and I can go hang out. But then, first lesson I learned: don't wear that Florida State shirt over at FAMU. I let you know, bro. I got that look. I got that look. Um, I got it. You like now? Why you why you why you decide to go to Florida State? Uh-huh. Um because they gave me a full ride scholarship. Oh, yeah. okay. I mean, real quick, but um the experiences were um I I I enjoy Florida State. I love my I love our little small community of black students. Um like um I've shared on the show, um the president of the Black Student Union at the time when I was at Florida State was Benjamin Crump. Now Benjamin Crump is all over the news. Um, he he's he he's everywhere. He's also Gus's frat brother <laughs> as well. Oh. But at the time, um, at the time, at the time he was just being Crump. You know, he he was an Omega uh-huh. um, during that time, but he was just being Crump, BSU president, and, and just uh, he just for the students. But our Black Student Union was second to none, and we were a small community. Um, if you were an athlete. A black student, you all you always hung out at Smith Hall, um, and that was it was cool. It, we had my hall where I lived. We had twenty four hour visitation. We had girls from coming your room, spend the night, whatever. Oh could they, wow! Could they spend? Oh, could they spend the night? <laughs> could they spend? Could they spend the night? Your dorm, Gus? No, we we did not have visitation. Uh, they couldn't go past the lobby. Yeah, they had a big sign. They had a big sign in the girls' dorm and the male dorm. Either really? no male, no men, or no males beyond this point. No girls beyond this point. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And it was because coincidence, I guess, in the early '80s, where there were some murders and stuff, things of that nature. So that oh, was wow. the main reason. Yeah. yeah, but you, but you did have you did have some you did have some um, dorms on Florida State's campus where you did not have visitation. So they did have some, but okay. in my dorm, Smith Hall, which looked like the projects Cabrini Green of um, <laughs> <up> Good Times. <laughs> I mean, we were the, we were the only Thanks. dorm that did not have air conditioning. <laughs> do you remember that? Do you remember my dorm, Gus? <laughs> We didn't have air conditioning in that dorm. Yeah, it was 10 floors. How are you in Florida and you don't have air conditioning? Yo, (laughs) it was the only dorm on Florida State's campus that did not have air conditioning, not even even window units. And guess where they put most of the black students? In that unit. In Smith Hall. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, yeah, it would have been crazy, but yeah, I, yeah, I've heard about you know I've heard a lot about Florida State, and you know, just um, my wife, she was actually she was a graduate of Florida State, so she was a diehard Florida State fan and enjoyed uh, Florida State, and of course, repped her her school all the way. So, bro, 
Yeah, so you two shared that definitely where y'all both um, went to Florida State. So I heard a lot about Florida State definitely from her and, of course, from you as well, Oda. But, um, yeah, it just sound like it sounded like it was a good experience. Now, she lived off campus. She didn't live on campus, <laughs> so so, right. so she didn't tell me about she didn't tell me about that place. But yeah, it, it just sounds like it was a great experience, man. But then also, what I hear so much about the HBCUs, I hear that it's like, you know, it's just a beautiful experience. It's a beautiful gathering that you get to see. You know, of course, it may have its little spots here and there, but for the most part, you're really getting a great experience. Now, of mm -hmm. course, you know, I always looked at different world and I looked at that like, okay, that's what it's about. That's what it is. You know what I'm saying? Now, of course, you know, that's TV, but just, of course, hearing some people who have gone to HBCUs, they have shared their experience in telling me how, great of an experience it is, the rich, how the culture and everything. Now, one thing I do want to ask you, um, um, Dr. Augustus, I want to ask you as far as, as far as with the HBCUs, do we, do they really get in depth with the black history? Like, like really, I'm like, you know, talk about stuff that we wouldn't see generally on TV, you know, in, in like regular publications. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, we had a black archive. Uh, that was run by a doctor who was a psychology professor. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, bro, uh, it was stuff in there like, I'll give you an example. He had an actual application from the Ku Klux Klan. I don't know where wow. his brother got this. An actual Klansman suit. And I looked at the application. In an application, mm -hmm. you've got to denounce God, denounce all kind of things that we as black Americans or we as human beings hold dear. Mm -hmm. And that freaked me out, you know, stuff like that. Um, but wow. yeah, it's definitely one good thing I like definitely about HBCUs was that um, mm -hmm. all your teachers, mother, like they would they would be on you about doing your work. And I was told That's by good. my friends to go to PWI that the professors weren't that way. In fact, some of my friends that went to PWIs told me they were in a class with like 500 other students or like three mm -hmm. and four hundreds of other students. So, you know, wow. I've, I've even heard of some of my colleagues that went to PWIs and that there were classes that way. They watched the tape for class, you know, stuff yeah. like that, a videotape for class. Yeah. We're old school, so, you know, not a DVD, a VHS for class. So, Ozzy, did you remember your friend, brother, um, Turner, attorney Robert L. Williams? Yes. Who used to be the dean of law school at FAMU before Florida State stole it, and then we stole yes. it back or took it back? Yes, oh, I remember I the whole situation. I remember, I remember that situation, yes. <laughs> I had a Robert L. Williams. He was a, he was a trip. Uh, his class was interesting because if you were a girl and if you were fly, you know, if you had bass in your, in your park and everything, or if this was pretty, you got an A off top coming in there. Oh, but wow. if you were a dude, oh, he he hazed the mess out of you. I'm talking about if you're a dude, you're walking in there with a C. And you know, you have to do you have to earn your grade like you was you was a like you was a ramp or like you was a crescent or a spaceman. <laughs> like you know you online. Or a scroll. <laughs> going in the class. So it was, and 
it was a legend about him that, and may he rest in peace, he died on Christmas Day many years ago, maybe 20-some years ago. Yeah. He and his family, uh, he got in a wreck, and everybody died in the wreck except for him, right? Oh, and wow. as a result of that, oh, wow. that brother would walk around Tallahassee all the time. And I, I remember one of my female friends told me, that was in my class, said she saw him at the mall with this lady who drove him to the mall, to um, Governor Square Mall, I'll never forget. And she said, Attorney Williams, you're doing all right. He's like, oh, I'm doing okay, but uh, I'm ready to go home. She's like, Attorney, I'll take you home. You know, this girl was, she was bad, banging body for Miami and everything. And uh, her name was Colette. Colette took him home. From that time on, she got an A. You know what I'm saying? Well, she was too bad anyway. So she got <laughs> <laughs> if you gave Attorney Williams a ride, no matter what sex you were, you're you're good. You got an A or B, you know. And um, okay. oh, he would make fun of you. He would ask us stuff in class like, if you knew the preamble. All of us knew the preamble, though, because we watched Schoolhouse Rock. We were coming up. So we yeah, were you, singing you the, the, you the, the preamble. People. people. The order of the normal, more perfect union. The justice secretary, the master Franklin. <laughs> provide for the commentary. <laughs> promote the general and secure the blessings of the liberty <laughs> to ourselves <laughs> and our father to ordain and establish this constitution for mm-hmm. the United States <laughs> of America. We're good on that. But That's what sometimes we didn't know. And he would haze the mess out of you. And mm. even if you, there were, Ozzy, there were times we would have the right answer, but we weren't sure. If you weren't sure about it, oh, he cuss you out and make you feel bad. <laughs> he wanted to be sure. It was like being on in his class. I'll leave it at that. So he was a character. He had a lot of different characters. You, you know, some of the teachers would buy the book and kind of quiet and kind of let you class, but then you had uh, professors that were a trip. Um, I remember I had a college algebra teacher. I don't remember this lady's name, but she did not know what she was doing. And, like, math was my worst subject. And I'm going to protest this lady. <laughs> really? Oh, yours, yours too? Yours too? Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. I'm looking to be by the this lady's class. He was horrible. But uh, that was one of the hardest bees I ever got. Let uh, me ask you a question, Jordan. Um, sure. Since you, pretty describe, you pretty much described, like, why you um, decided to attend an HBCU. Um, kind of, like, explain or or if there is any, was there any type of disadvantages for attending, um, attending an HBCU? Like, did you experience any disadvantages? Mm. That's a good question. I guess the, the disadvantages were, I guess disadvantages all schools have. The lines mm-hmm. were extremely long. Registration. <laughs> um, oh, oh, yeah, y'all, y'all, oh, yeah, y'all, y'all, y'all line, your registration lines were crazy over at FAM. It, they were, mm-hmm. they were. I, they were legendary long. I, I remember hearing about, I think you told me about some of them lines. I was like, what? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, same for you, a lot Odell. of the rude people. I'm sorry. You're good. 
Oh, well, just saying, no. you meant a lot of rules. Oh, well, I was trying, to, I was, I was trying to compare. I was trying to compare the disadvantages from HBCU and the PWI. So that's kind of why I was like, kind of wanted to see if um, O'Dub can also share his experience. I just wanted to compare the two. Oh, what the disadvantages of a PWI? Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the the food. Well, no, because they normally would have us in the kitchens cooking, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but you got to but you got to cook to all palates. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So that's I just leave I I leave it like that, and that's just real talk. But so um, also, in the lines for HBCUs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and again, in the lines, not just the line itself, but at the end of the line, there was somebody that looked like you, but they were rude, rude as hell, uh, you know? Okay. Some of the most okay. insane people. And I can say, though, I met some lifelong friends on the line. That was a good thing about the line. And the line let me know about blood, sweat, and tears. And I met a lot of my frat brothers that are good friends of mine to this day because they would jump me in line. You know, when I was, they knew I was interested because I was at the frat house earlier that day. So the brothers would jump me in line and wouldn't say nothing. We'd just be in line together. And I see them at home coming like, bro, remember you jumped me in line? We was going to knock the flamers off me. And we laughed by that mess. And his LBs be like, yeah, no, no, I did that shit. You know, I did that. And uh, it made, you know, so it was kind of like a double-edged sword. Gotcha. A negative, but gotcha. a positive at the same time. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, those, those are the disadvantages really aren't that bad, though. I mean, it's like with right. anything, like you said, has a disadvantage, but that, that's not too bad. I know well, I'll always, also say, go ahead, go ahead, Kia. I was going to say another I'll one. Go ahead. I always heard, like, when it comes to, like, the facilities, um, well, I'm not sure if it's still the same, but I've always heard, like, the facilities and um, at some of the HBCUs may not be all the way updated um, when it comes to the PWI schools. Well, I, I can know. say this on yeah. the um, on the on some of the PWIs when you have PWIs that are D one sports mm-hmm. powerhouses, whether it be basketball or football, because mm-hmm. if you talk about um, North Carolina, um, Chapel Hill, or Duke University. Those are basketball powerhouses that are bringing in gazillion dollars. You talk about you make Alabama or University of Georgia, Florida State, uh, University of Miami. Well, University of Miami is a private school anyway. University of Florida's or your Michigan's that are bringing in football Uh money. If you go to those schools and look at the the campuses, because even University of South Florida, which um, where I transferred to. Uh, if you look at when they became a D1 school and saw how it evolved once it became a football school, the facilities mm-hmm. changed. You yeah, start getting makes- lavish dorms and boosters and, yeah, money starts pouring in. So um, I think it's a big thing with boosters and 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 um, money coming in through athletics. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um when I was in grad school at Clark Atlanta University, we had this um, graduate class when I was working on my doctorate called Higher Education in America. 
And I remember learning there that, you know, athletics or colleges, all of that money goes to not just athletics on that campus, but every aspect of that campus. That's yeah. why USF, like you said, you brought your attention to USF. My mother worked there for many years in the library, in the reference department. That, like Ozzy like said, right, they became a D, D1 school or whatever. Oh, my goodness. It, they have totally new facilities. <laughs> so, yeah, that's absolutely right. All the money, not just goes to athletics, but for books, for the media center, all throughout the whole university. And if you go there, um, University of South Florida is in Tampa. It's right down the street from where we went to high school, um, where we lived. Um, and it's funny that it's the second largest um, university in the state of Florida based on land. And mm -hmm. when I, I was in school there, the campus itself looked like it's – I mean, all right, USF, I'm sorry for talking about – it looked like a second-rate university. I'll be honest with you. Now? I go and visit. I'm like, what the hell is this? Why y'all got all this stuff now? Why y'all wait? Oh, no. I mean, I'm happy that it's evolved because evolution and growth is a part of life, and it looks beautiful. But when, you know, back in the early 90s, mid-90s, it just looked like it was just still, you know, just eh, it was meh. Same thing with Florida State. I don't recognize, of course, Smith. And when I go to Florida State, if I go there for games, um, Smith Hall is gone. I just bowed my head. I'm pouring one out for the homie. So they they eventually did put an air conditioner in the dorms, but um, it's gone. But they torn. They have facilities that are just grand. Florida State, one of the top un football universities um, over the last few decades, and the money has definitely poured in. Um, so it's one of those things um, that just – so happens to be the the campus, the the um, facilities. Everyone benefits when you have um, good athletics to to um, build upon. Oh, another thing about U.S. piggyback on um, around the time Ozzy went there, or right before he got there, and when he went there, they had a they had a basketball team, but they were in the Sun Belt Conference. But yep. now their football team. Aren't they in the ACC, just like Florida State? So they're, getting, they, that, they're in the they're in the they're not in the ACC yet. I said they're in the Big East. Uh, one of them. I have to go and look. But you, they they moved around. Okay, they were in the sub. They were in the sub. But you're correct. But they did jump somewhere. Yeah. They jumped to a new conference, right? Yep. Because they didn't have and, a football team, but they had a really good basketball team. I remember Charlie Bradley played there from Plant High School. Chucky At and, um, and Chucky Atkins. And, yep. Yeah. yeah, all all them cats, real good basketball football team. Game. like, oh, the Bulls got a football team? So, and then I went back home and I was like, oh, my goodness, because USF was in the middle of what's called Suitcase City. Suitcase City was like a predominantly white area, but it's the straight hood now. I'm straight talking hood. The, I mean, the, straight, straight um, hood. It's <laughs> In fact, most of Tampa is like where we, we grew up in a affluent, predominantly white neighborhood called Temple Terrace, but it was a few black families there. It's the hood now. Like, oh, wow. I go back to my old house I grew up in. It's the spot. I'm talking about like people afraid. I'm like, I want to go see my, my old house. They're like, man, we need to go roll deep and go over there. 
you know, so it's, it's changed. Oh, remember <laughs> University Mall? Remember University Mall used to be you used to, we used to hang out at the University Mall. Um, it's almost like the evolution of East Lake Mall because East Lake Mall used to be a mall you can hang out. Then East Lake went down. University Mall was a mall you can go hang out. Not East Lake. I mean University Mall. I don't want to step foot in University Mall, but I will. I mean, yep. it's home. It's something. It's something I can right. do. But it is what it is. East Lake is a business park now. Yeah, I saw that. Yep, and um, and Tampa Bay Center is one buck place. The Tampa Bay yeah, Buccaneers you know, took that. So what? Yeah. What is it? The university, the the international plaza is the new mall. Yeah, out that's there. yeah, that's the new hot mall out there. Yeah. Yeah, and then West Shore Plaza, where you used to work in the theater, is still yep. out there. But we, you know, I don't, we don't, I don't go to the mall like that. Like when I was young, I mean, Me that either. was the thing to do. Me either. And that, I never go to the mall. Yeah, I mean, I I when you saw a girl you like, what would you do? Or what did people our age do? The equivalent to that in Atlanta is, Shada, what's your name, Bill? What's your name, Miss Shada? What's your name is? <laughs> Shada, what's your name is? Hey, can I talk to you? What's up, girl? Can I talk to you? Yeah. Can I holler? Right. Can I holler? <laughs> Charlie mm-hmm. Steve was hollering. Somebody else. Mm-hmm. I, yep. I, first, I hated that. Um, that shot. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But you know, when I grew up, I mean, the when trying to holler at somebody, it was like this cat call the guys used to do. What? Yeah, it was like this cat call, and I used to hate it. So I'm like, I'm not, no, I'm not a street walker. Like, don't. I used to hate that. Yeah, it was a cat call that guys used to do <laughs> to get your attention. <laughs> oh, oh, this sis. Was it the? Was it that? No, it's. I, oh. I can't even. I don't even want to do it because it sounds so annoying. But it okay. was it was it was like this cat call and it was like an ear type sound. <laughs> you know what? I pay money. I'm gonna have to. I'm not. I'm not going to have you do it on the air. But one day I'm gonna have you do it because I have to hear this. Like and when I go home to try to be funny, I may do it just to be funny. Like if I see somebody I haven't seen in a while, then I'll say it. But it's it's so annoying. I, I hate it. I hated it then because I'm like, I'm not a streetwalker, so don't no, don't call me like, don't do that. <laughs> so coming here and here, Shotty, Shotty was different. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Shotty, what nah, it is? Nah, my boy, one of my boys. Oh, you talking kids? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, kids. You live in Atlanta now. Or yeah, I'm in. Yeah. I'm outside. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in up north. Mm-hmm. In Gwinnett. Yep, in Gwinnett. Mm-hmm. Okay. So got it. Okay. Yep. Now I was in Fort right. forever. I was there for about nine, ten years. Oh, but, okay. Uh, but you hmm. know the history of Fort County, but that's a whole other thing. That's oh, probably why. You so, and it's like, uh, I'm sorry. Clan used to represent there quite a bit. I think living yeah. there, though, is probably why my daughter wants to go to HBCU. She doesn't want, she, her whole mind is set going to HBCU school. She was like, I, her main thing, she wants the black experience. 
So now that I've moved to Lawrenceville, she kind of gets it because it's a little bit more diverse. You know, there's a little bit more diversity here. But um, so it's not predominantly white like it was in Forsyth County. So she, she likes it, but I think that's why her mind, because she graduates high school next year. So um, her mind okay. said, I want to go to HBCU. I want to go to HBCU. And her whole thing is she just wants to have that black experience. That black student experience, mm-hmm. that's all she wants. So that's her whole focus, is she just wants to have the experience. <laughs> Got it. it's, so in, it, it's interesting. I was having a conversation with some some younger um, kids at one of my frat brother's schools that he's a principal of, and, and I was asking, you know, what's your journey? Where are you going to go next? And are you thinking about college? And I said, yeah. And I said, are you thinking about HBCU or PWI? And he said, I'm not thinking about HBCU. Those schools aren't good enough. I'm like, what? And I had to, like, That's what my nephew said. My nephew said. And I had to look at him. And I said, no, HBCUs are great. You have to, mm-hmm. I mean, you're getting great quality educations. And, mm-hmm. I mean, it, just, it, it blew my mind. He said, did you attend HBCU? Then I said, no, I didn't. But that's neither here nor there. They're still great institutions. Mm-hmm. You have to look at, you have to look at your options. Um, yeah. Because I, I look at it like this. In hindsight, if I didn't go to Florida State, um, I, I would have loved to go into HBCU um, mm-hmm. just because it, just hindsight, you look at the alumni network, and that's something I want to touch on now because I think that the FAMU alumni um, network is amazing, and I think Gus can talk about it a little bit more, but um, they're always doing something. I think mm-hmm. home, HBCU homecomings. Mm-hmm. Are the greatest thing since sliced bread. I mean, <laughs> I think you, you think about going to, hey, I'm going to FAMU Homecoming. I'm going to um, Morgan State Homecoming. I'm going to Dillard Homecoming. I'm going whatever ACC Homecoming, going to Jackson State Homecoming, whatever. You're going to have a great right. time. You, 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 have a, you have a great network. You're going to go see your, your, your old roommates, the people you hung out with, your frat, your sorrows. You're going to have some good time, good eats, good fellowship. And just and wild out. I think they are amazing. And go to a PWI homecoming, going to a football game, tailgate. You may have some fun with the Black Student Union. Um, you you go on, you have a good time, but it's nowhere and it's it's not comparable when you have those type of things. So, uh, and the alumni networks. Yes, you have Black Student Union, a Black Student Alumni Network. But when you have a larger group, I think it's just amazing me looking at it from an African-American experience. But, Gus, can you talk a little bit more about the, the alumni experience? Sure. Um, yeah. You know, in high school, when I was sitting around with my friends, my close closest friends, we're all black. Some of us are black and Latino. And I got clowned. I got laughed at because uh, I told them I wanted to go to the HBCU. They were like, you ain't going to get no job and all this. Mm-hmm. A lot of those gentlemen were joking with me. Some of them, the ones that did go to PWI, they never finished. Um, I'm not, they were pretty successful, even though they didn't finish. But thank God for computers, technology, and entrepreneurship, or they wouldn't be as successful as they were. But mm-hmm. right now, like, um, I have a podcast called Six Degrees and Beyond, and it's on a network, Jericho Broadcast Networks, that was started by a good friend of mine named Roy Evans, who I met at FAMU, who is a a frat brother of Ozzy, and um, you know, I do it for fun, but it's taking my career to the next level, and I just 
was at a cookout like two weeks ago, and I, I met this guy that I found that I've known for years named Mario uh, Shirley, and um, it's looking like we're about to go into business together in, on a venture. I'm not going to speak a lot about it, but it's going to take my career to the next level. You know what I mean? So the relationships at HBU have been invaluable for me, and um, the connections are just so diverse. And, I mean, you know, a lot of my friends that clown me, they were thinking, oh, it's going to be the same black people that we went to King with. But not just that. Um, you got black people from – I have friends from London, England. Mm-hmm. I have white friends from the city of Miami that grew up and, you know, went to Carroll City High School that were in the Marching 100. I had um, friends from Haiti that couldn't speak English that well. They spoke French. French was their first Ça language. So, Ça even though it was still – predominantly black, it was still very diverse because we know as black people we are diverse. Perfect example Amen. of diversity would be at, at parties. Everybody mm-hmm. from where I was from wanted like Luther Campbell and hip-hop at the parties. Mm-hmm. But then you had brothers and sisters from D.C. to one year go-go. Then oh, you had really? from Chicago to Detroit. So the first week we'll be in the in the corner comes a we want bass. We want bass. <laughs> and then you know, the people from Chicago be in the corner and say, we want a house. But then by the end of the week, same girls that was dropping it like it's hot, Luther Campbell and two-line crew was dan- was dropping it like it's hot to the percolator. So it, it was <laughs> a real good experience. First time. Time for the percolator. Time for the percolator. You had, to bring out the old, you had to bring out that old club head. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> so, well, you said so he was a DJ, was, right? Oh, yes. Start to talk about people in New York who, you know, different boroughs, they were just diverse within themselves. So it was a real big, good exchange with culture. You know what I mean? Uh, especially with music, the, the perfect example of the cultural exchange. So, you know, mm. it was... And, and and when I went to Florida State parties, you get that there too, you know. And um, definitely, definitely doing his thing. I mean, not just for George Floyd and Trayvon Martin, but you know this jail we have here in Atlanta. He's helping that family come to the conclusion of what what fun in the jail. And I was just watching the uh, Tupac and a Finney Shakur Dear Mama special. He was a Miss um, Finney's uh, attorney when she was still living, trying oh, to help wow. her solve kill Tupac. So um just so proud of that, brother. And in fact, I met him through Ozzy coming to his campus. And I would go to the Black Student Union meetings, and I was so proud of them, you know, um, for having those. And um, I wasn't even in the frat, but I got to know him. And now I'm his frat brother. Uh, I still see him, and I still tell him Ozzy said hi, and, he showed me love, man. Just you know, so it's aspects of the HBCU that I see at a PWI that you know I could say are great, but it's just more love, like black love, I guess, at an HBCU. You know, self love that can't live without it. You know what I mean? Like um, a family, kind of more like a family. Yeah. A family <laughs> yeah. But I'm not going to even front. I lived on Pensacola Street one year, which was right, right around the corner, Florida State. Florida State. Mm-hmm. One, one, 
about it, having white neighbors, they would always share some beer. You have to be careful what you share as you drink it. But yeah, every never lie about you know, that. A game was on, they would share some beer, though, and they knew how to party. Yeah, they still do, yeah. I love to go to little bars yeah, it, it and just, with some white people. Yeah, they're, they're so fun. <laughs> yeah, but you, you just got to be careful because they might over-party. It's a flip yeah. side to that. It's yeah. a flip side to that too. Um, on the okay. on the PWI side with the with the the members of the non melanated as a Florida State alum and going to football games and hanging out, um, you got the black alum, you got the black students, but then you have the non melanated that still look at you as a Negro only. Mm-hmm. They don't look at they don't look at you as a Florida State fan, alumni, student, anything. They look at you like, what this nigga doing here? And I said it. I said, damn worry. I did. Excuse my French. But um, and sometimes you feel it. And that that one that's one of the most hurtful things. Like I used to go to school here. I'm a proud supporter. I'm a proud alumni of Florida State University. But you way you looking at me, I appreciate it. But I recognize that. And that's one of the only things that I don't like. Now, there are a lot of non-melanated that show me love. I mean, when we're up in the game, I mean, we are getting rowdy. We are doing a tomahawk chop, just getting, just wilding. But there are a lot that give you their ass a kiss. So for those that I I say, you know what, y'all stuck in another era or y'all stuck in racism, but that's the only aspect that I really don't like. But that's just the ugly, ugliness that's, probably just a microcosm, just America, period, because you got that going through America anyway. So that's the only thing I dislike. But the white boys do love their parties, and um, you can walk up and down on campus, go to those frat houses. Hey, you want some beer? Like, hey, I'm coming right over. (laughs) So pretty (laughs) cool. (laughs) Good stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Great stuff. Great cool. stuff. Yeah. Um, kind of got the PWI experience a little bit. Like, as as he revealed before, my mother attended law school at the University of Florida. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, as when I was five years old, my best friend, Willie Jackson, his father was um, one of the first black players at the University of Florida. So... I kind of got the PWI preview experience that way because um, Mr. Jackson, Uncle Willie, his dad, who, you know, who also played receiver at the University of Florida, like Willie and Willie's played for like seven NFL teams. Um, he introduced us to these white families. They showed us love because on the gridiron, they was like all family. You know what I mean? And I respected yeah. that camaraderie in athletics from, you know what I mean? And shout out to Leonard George, who graduated from Jesuit High School in uh, Tampa, because he was the other first black player to play for the University of Florida. So it was Willie Jackson Sr. and Leonard George. So I want to shout them out for breaking those barriers. But uh, I kind of got that experience hanging around him. And, you know, shout out to Willie Jr., who's a member of Kappa Alpha Psi from UF. And and another another thing, like, white sports rivalry is, is harsh. Like, I'm not. I don't mean to hurt your feelings. I, you're my man. I love you, but I'm more of a Gator fan. Right? 
the Seminoles fan, right? And it's all good. It's all, all good, good, bro. I'm, I grew up in Gainesville. You know, I moved to Gainesville first before I moved to Tampa. And, right. you know, just hanging out with Willie, I was I love the Gators. You know what I mean? And then another thing, I'm part Native American, so I wasn't really with that tomahawk shot because that's something white people came up with when they used to murder my murder my Native American brothers. So mm-hmm. I kind of had a business like that. But I would cheer for the Seminoles when they played anybody except for, you know, UF. You know what I mean? Because um, I'm a big Deion Sanders fan, and uh, I love what he's doing, you know, love what he did at Jackson State, love what he's doing at University of um, Colorado. So, yeah, just wanted to slide that in there. So, Well, there's only two Gators I really like. There's only two. You know one of them. One of them, really Emmitt Smith. No. Emmitt Smith, because oh, he's my friend. Because yeah. he's my friend. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's my frat brother, yeah. and you know, I was there when he crossed, and yeah, it, it is just great. And the other one, people don't realize, Tim Tebow. And the reason why I like Tim Tebow, Tim, De- Tim Tebow stuck by his he stuck by his um, his principles, his values. I respected. He beat us four years straight. Couldn't stand him on the field, but the way he stood by his principles and his convictions on his faith, I couldn't do nothing but respect that yeah. man. So. I respect Tim Tebow, mm-hmm. and that's one of those things. So that's what's up. That's Wasn't good. he? Yeah, man. Isn't he part Filipino or something like that? You know, I don't. I don't know his um his background yeah, he, as far as he his, has a he, background as well. So I like that that the fact that he embraced his other culture, you know, other than just his yeah. Caucasian aspects. And and I can yeah. piggyback on what you said about faith. I love that. You know. Yeah. He didn't allow any. He didn't want anybody cursing. Every, they had to stop cursing in the locker room because of his faith for his four years he was there. He, I mean, it was amazing. I, I mean, just hearing the stories that came out, and I had some frat brothers yeah. that were still on, um, that were playing, and that's like, yo, it just changed the culture. Because you know, in the locker room, you, you know, you cutting up. You know, it, it is what it is. It's men, <laughs> right? You, you gladiators, right. and he just said he just didn't want that, and he was a star. I mean, he's a Heisman Trophy winner. He's a star, and he he did his thing, and he 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 stood firm on his faith. And when I tell you the rivalry between University of Florida and Florida State is huge, I couldn't stand him on the field. Mm-hmm. I couldn't stand him like, ah, oh, man, he beat ah, oh, come on, ah, oh, I pulled my hair out, ah. Oh. But as respect from one man to another, hey, pound my chest, respect, and that's a hey, that's all love right there. Awesome, awesome. That's beautiful. Yeah, that's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah, mm-hmm. he seems like he's like he's a stand-up dude. You can tell. Yeah, yeah. Cause there's some there's some um, Gators I can't stand. Oh, I forgot another one. My bad. Henry McMillan. <laughs> that's I forgot about. I, he's another of my frat brothers now. That that he his line name was Big Nasty. He was a great. Great D lineman, and um, yeah, I forgot about Henry. He's a he's a great human being. He's um, yeah, one of my favorite frat brothers. You know, so I can't leave out Henry. Big Nasty. I know you left that line name a long time ago, but I'm gonna give you a shout out. That's Big Nasty. So hey, <laughs> so wow, good stuff, good stuff. Oh man, this has been a good episode. Got some good, mm-hmm. good insight. 
Well, listen, I wanted to ask. I wanted to ask one question. I've been to, I've been to one battle of the bands, and that experience is, yeah. it is off the hook. That is something I can say. HBCUs, they just have a lot. They have it locked, and. Yeah, it can't be duplicated. <laughs> it can't be duplicated. Yeah, anywhere else, man. For real, it is just an awesome, right. awesome experience. I got a story there as well. Um, Ozzy will tell you I was a percussionist in the King High Marching Lions, and um, a hell of a, a, good. Hell of a percussionist. A hell of a percussionist. Not was, pretty good. He was a hell of a percussionist. Yes. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So I'm, we're gonna have to see a video. <laughs> yeah. Point is, Sam, you one of my things I wanted to do. I thought I wanted to do was was be in a band. But when I got the FAMU, I wanted to be in the band. Thought I wanted to be in the band. Thought I wanted to be in the school of business and industry. But when I got there, one thing about HBCU, you're gonna pledge to be in everything. You gotta and, pledge and, to be in the hundred. Got to pledge. Hundred plans harder than the cues. Keep it real. Yeah, Hundred plays harder than the cues, and if you wanna see what I mean, watch the news. I'm a rapper. Yeah. I said the hundred plays harder than the cues. I don't really gotta explain it. Just watch the news. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay. that. Hey, mm-hmm. so, I'm saying right now the the hundred it it the hundred the marching one hundred one of the most elite marching bands out of any HBCU. Mm-hmm. And it, it, and I mean, they're worldwide international. They're worldwide mm-hmm. international more than that real AOT2 podcast. And I, <laughs> I put that out there. Um, I mean, they, oh. they've been represented all. They represent all over the world, and oh. they are they are amazing. You know, I love my marching chief oh. now at Florida State, but the hundred, yeah, the hundred, and one of the best to ever do it. Mm-hmm. Appreciate it. Shout out to my good friend James Richard Coleman Jr., also known as Muskwit, who is just ninety one spring and crossed in the um in the March one hundred. He's a, a white whale also, also what high school did he come out of? Christina Leon King High School. And Madison King High School Robert <laughs> Mr <laughs> Mr. John Acosta was he loved Florida State. He loved him from Florida State. Um, I think he, I'm not sure if he graduated from Florida State. He loved Florida State. And he had Sterling Garrett, my frat brother, going to uh, band camp at Florida State. And uh, Derek Farson went there, too. Shouts out to Derek Farson, um, who attended Bethune-Cookman University. Marston, the band of Bethune-Cookman, right? Also was in the sonic boom of the South at Jack- Jackson State University. At Jackson and, State. And plays mm-hmm. A5Q, plays A5Q uh, service fraternity. But um, in love from Florida State. And I think John Acosta, he more concentrated on the sound of the music. And, and James Coleman even told me this, who was in the 100. He was like, we had better moves, better formations in the 100. But Florida State. In King High School, we were playing some harder music. We were playing stuff by John Philip Sousa. We weren't just playing Ohio players and Rob Bass. We were playing some, <laughs> you know, like the Buffalo. 
y'all, y'all probably saw uh, oh, what's the movie about the band? They shot in that Clark Atlanta, and my students gonna uh, kill me if they hear this. Because Nick, Nick Cannon, Cannon was in drum, drum yeah. line. Drum line. Drum line. One band, oh, one man. sound. One, one band, one sound, baby. One band, one sound. You know that band is Atlanta NT was on the Black College campus. John Acosta yeah. would play music like that. Like you know, really? I would say that Mark Brown in the movie where you where, that was that was um their band director was your frat brother uh J Anthony Brown. Jansen, uh, Anthony Brown, yeah. Yeah, um, I would say they're like Tampa Bay Tech. They would play all the stuff on the radio. Like they'd be playing, you know, the Ed Lover dance, the 900 number and stuff like that. Number. And I need love. Mm-hmm. We would be playing Flight of the Bumblebee and Go Go Gophers, and we would get Joan. But when we marched back to the field house, oh, John let us. John Acosta let us play our cadences, and we were we would be playing shit from the radio. Like we would be playing Diggle Tony. Hokey pokey. I mean, everything we wanted, we showed out in the stands and marching back to the field house. But on the field, man, we was playing one night in Bangkok, stuff like that. You feel me? Yeah, that's hot. Yeah. Yeah, we had one of the best. High school had one of the best bands, one of the best. I still love that um, that drum beat. I don't know that the name of the beat that y'all did at the um, pep rallies, but it just do 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 we lose, we lose, we lose in Cali, Cali, K Boogie and Kia. It's like oh, we reminiscing now. Because I'm going down, he's going to be lame. I think that was expected. No, that was expected. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man, we used to, hey, we had some wild times. We had some wild times. And I can, I said, for another episode, um, like I said, in, we hit, you know, different campuses, different schools. But I, this brother here, we've always stayed connected. Um, even, you know, when I left Tallahassee, went to Tampa, you know, we've been on road trips. Um, we've been on, you know, in high school, before we went to college, um, you know, he had a car I didn't. So he had to drive me when I had to, you know, to go run a caper. That's another story for another time. It, you know, it's, you know, it could be a little bit R-rated. But um, um I remember, I remember, I went on, I went on a date with this one girl, and she's like, "What's up with your friend Gus?" And I'm like, "Hey, all right, I guess it's like that." Hey, Gus, she like you, she don't like me, and I had no problem with it. This yep. my man, forty grand. So, hey, I just say, hey, I messed up. Boom. Hey, I didn't have a problem yep. with it. This is my, this is my dude. This is my brother, and I, you know, from another mother, Lillary, because I love Miss Phyllis. I love his mom, and um. Yo, just um, you know, moved to Atlanta. Um, you know, he told me, "Hey, man, you need to come over here to the Swats." You know, come over here, and he told me what to avoid. He told me to go to this. It was a gas station that had some Chinese food. I think it's off, well, not Cascade. I, I forgot, but he said, "Man, they got the best Chinese food at the gas station." I mean, I ain't going to get no Chinese food from a gas station. Oh, Look, not the gas station. It was so good, though. I ain't gonna lie to you. Going over mm. to where he lived over there, and then went over to his pop's house. 
somebody, uh, one of the uh, members of Criss Cross lived over there by your pop's house. I forgot who yeah, lived over there. Still lives over Yep. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I remember you showed me that. Um, I was like, man, it's nice. And your pop's crib, and I was like, yo, that's hot. But, yo, it was, um, like I said, we've we've been connected. Um, So, but, yeah, love this brother. You know, we've, you know, just been through been through a lot together. I know he had some stuff going through, and I've been through some stuff. And just still, after all this time, since, you know, since right down 56th Street in Sly in Tampa, Florida, um, or Temple Terrace, Florida, you know, which is a suburb of Tampa. So, yeah, so good stuff. Well, now um, I know uh, we... your mama named uh, Barbara, Miss Barbara, right? Cor- correct. Shout correct. out to Miss Barbara for letting us borrow her Chrysler LeBaron that time. <laughs> uh, for those videos. <laughs> what? Yes. She let me hold the car on a date. I wanted to throw that in there. Yeah, oh, wow. She did. She, she did. She said, my mom had a Chrysler Baron, red Chrysler Baron, and a black rag top. Yep. 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 That's funny. Now, you you said your name of your podcast is Six Degrees of Beyond. Six Degrees and Beyond. Um, and they be- call me Six Degrees because they said I know everybody, like Six Degrees of Separation. Mm-hmm. And uh, back when I used to rap a little bit or whatever at DJ, they would – my friend Keith Ward – He's a video director. He would introduce me to all these people in the music business, and I would already know him. And so he called me Six Degrees because I know people. Yeah. You can find it on Facebook. If you go okay. look, put it, um, pull it up um, on Facebook. I, cause, um, I found it. And you, I, found, okay, you, I found him, and I found the Six Degrees. I found it. I found both. Okay. okay. I got it. Are you still are you still yeah. um, airing on thir- are you still airing on Thursdays? Yes. Yeah, premiere on Thursdays. Um, I haven't had one in a while, but it's going to be one this Thursday at eight o'clock. Going to be a good friend of mine, Myron Jackson, who's um the master drummer of drummer and kumba dancers from West Tampa. Um, mm-hmm. he actually had a uh, privilege of meeting your father, Ozzy. Uh, we were at Hollywood Nights doing spoken word poetry one day. So he's going to okay. be on there. This company. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Just, yeah. All right, cool. And, you know, on my page, I have over 100 shows, you know, so you can watch them at any time, stream them at any time. But okay. um, I premiere them on Thursdays, usually at 8 o'clock, most Thursdays. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I'm just, I'm seeing it now. Well, I can't see it on your page because I think I'm not, we're not friends, but I can see it. I see the six degrees and beyond. I see oh. that. Cool. Send me a request, and I'll add you, Kia. Okay. And gotcha. would. Okay. And what's um what's your name? Um, is this and this is IG and Facebook? Yes, sir. Facebook, just oh. Facebook. Oh, just Facebook. Okay. <laughs> just a request. Okay. Yes, sir. Kia, text, text me the name so this way I can um, go ahead and request them as well, please. Okay, I got it. I got you. I'll Thank put you. It in the Appreciate it. Sir. All right. All right. Well, this has been a great can episode. And... What you say? How did, y'all, how did y'all connect? How did the three of you connect? Three letters. Dad, tell the story, three, old dub. Go ahead. Three, <laughs> three, three letters. I made a single. 
VZW, and that stands for Verizon Wireless. We all worked <laughs> together at one oh. point, and we all worked together at one point in time. So um, it really was a um, point where we all connected um, at mm-hmm. one point, and when I um, came up with the idea for a podcast, I reached out to um, K Boog and I said, you know, want to do this podcast. I, I saw what he was doing, and I knew what I wanted to do, so I reached out to him, and we started our podcast. But then um, we had Kia on as a guest, and I mm-hmm. promise you, about a second after, after it was over, like, look, man, you need to have on permanent. <laughs> it was like, it was like, it was like, no, nah. I was like, nah, nah, we need to have it on permanent. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was like the, chem, the chemistry. What'd you say, <laughs> I said, I let the men talk today. I was kind of quiet. I want extra. You know, I can be a little extra. <laughs> no, it's beautiful. But no, yeah, that's just like how you said, yeah, Dr. Augustus, yeah, this I promise you, after we were done recording that episode, usually I know when it's an exciting thing because O-Dub calls me. If he calls me right after we record, I know it's something big. <laughs> yeah. I, I, we, we disconnected the, the, the podcast, and I hit him up, phone call. Yo, man, hey. It was, and it was it was the business voice. It wasn't it was no I wasn't old dub. I was Ozzy. That little hey man, hey, we need to make make this happen because nah. And I, I promise you, it was um those moves. But we've known each other for uh, for a minute, so all yeah. of us. Yeah. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah. Interesting that Verizon is your sixty reconnection because my um, yeah. friend Mario, I was telling. Earlier, he's Verizon's one of our sponsors, is one of his sponsors. So I might be doing business with Verizon pretty soon, you know, through Jericho. Oh, that's cool, oh, man. Yeah. That's cool. Well, you know, as always, bro, I, I, I pray for your success always and wish you the best of luck. But that wishing really don't do a whole lot. I pray first and foremost, and then I wish you luck. So, yes, sir. Hey, hope everything Thanks works out for you, bro. You know. Thanks a lot. And you're welcome, you welcome, bro. Love. Come, back. come back. Make sure you, you come back too. Maybe have the three of you on the show at the same time. You know, when we'll see. We'll work it out. And um and and let you yeah, let you two know also I've also asked you know, I've talked to Gus also about his video because um I told you Gus we're thinking about transitioning the video. Um, and his his format is video already. So I've talked to Gus, and, and he, as he mentioned, Roy Evans, who's on the Jericho Network as well, um, and also one of my fraternity brothers. Um, so that's just another point of contact. So um, ball in motion, and for our listeners, yes, we are looking to make some moves um, to another format as well. So stay tuned. It's getting closer and closer. So we are – we are inching closer to when we are going to be, it would be visible so you can see what you hear. Mm-hmm. I don't know if y'all ready, though. I don't know if y'all ready for all this, <laughs> all this right here. So. <laughs> <laughs> are you ready? Uh, but no, it's all good. But, yeah, yes, good stuff. But yo, Gus, um, I know you got a book out, bro. So tell us a little bit about about your 
about your project, about your book that you have out, man? Okay, so my book is called Spectacular Swagger Man. It's a dual analysis in the black experience based on Marvel Comics character Spider-Man, who is the flagship character of the network and my favorite character. And basically, I use W.E.B. Du Bois's uh, through your dual consciousness to compare how, as a child, I relate to Spider-Man because he was just like me. Um, you know, he grew up in a single-parent family. Um, he was powerful, but yet he had to wear two different personas. He had to be Peter Parker and Spider-Man, and he had a boss that he didn't like, just like I do. You know, it just I can relate to him as in every man. And so I'm just digging into, you know, some of the tales about Spider-Man that I grew up reading in comic books, um, in, you know, through multimedia and, uh, you know, in the television show and showing how a lot of the characters he related to, like Blade the Vampire Slayer and uh, Cloak and Dagger were black and some white, but some people of color that were in an urban vicinity and um, just tying it into my whole black history. So if you love comic books or just love a good read, um, definitely check out uh, Spectacular Swagger Man. It's, um, you can order it from me um, directly, or you can pick one up at Nubian Books uh, located in South Lake Parkway uh, in Marl, Georgia. And um, like I said, um, you can email me, you know what I mean, at GusJordan3 at Hotmail.com, and i give you all the information. Or you can um, just call me at 404-423-3463, and I'll give you all the info. And what's that email address again for them to reach out to you, Gus? That's Gus, G-U-S-J-O-R-D-A-N-3, like the number three, at hotmail.com. Yeah, I'm old school. Hey, <laughs> don't worry. I saw somebody had an AOL account the other day. I was like, what? Yeah. They hey, still have hey. Hey, that that that's me. That's me. I know, I know. It was a joke. It was a joke. I know. <laughs> oh, you can also. I'm also on Instagram as Augustus dot W dot Jordan, and um, also on uh, oh my goodness, oh Facebook is my name, Augustus William Jordan III, my government name. So if you inbox me, I give you the. The uh, info and I could just mail you a copy. Just provide shipping. The books are thirteen dollars plus seven dollars shipping. So yeah, I I got my book. I got it here. So it's um just a great little book for you know a powerful little message. And is like I said, if you want to uh, understand you know what he's talking about a little bit more, pick up the book. It's um it's paperback. It's an easy read and it's deeper than what you think. So check it out. It's a, uh, it's my man, Augustus, excuse me. I mean, since he did go through the, the trouble of getting his education, Dr. Augustus right. Jordan, <laughs> the third. Well, like, I said, like I said before, his mama named him Gus. I'm going to call him Gus. So. <laughs> it's no, funny that you say that. It's because it was with Cassius Clay. Mama named Clay. I'm going to call him Clay. Uh, my grandfather, your frat brother, Reverend Homer Clyde McEwen Sr., we're related to the Clay family on his father's and, side. You know it's ironic. Gus' family is related to Cassius Clay. 
my best friend from college and my frat brother who we had on the show, Jeff Lusco, who from who was from Louisville, Kentucky, is related to Cassius Clay on his daddy's side. So one of my closest friends, if not the closest friend I had in high school, and my closest friend in college, both of them laid to Cassius Clay. How that for wow. six degrees of separation? Look at that. That's what's up. Look at yeah. that right there. Both of them. And how this is eight ball. Tell us six degrees of separation. Little <laughs> <laughs> humor there, right? Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, man, good stuff. Hey, but Gus, Dr. Jordan, thank you for taking the time out for your day to come record with us. It's deeply, um, we deeply thank you here from the OK2 podcast. Um, I know you, you're a busy man, and thanks for taking the time out. We appreciate it, bro. Oh, no thank problem. You. Thanks for having me. Yes, you thank you. Appreciate you. All right. All right. So, Kyle, you want to give us a little thank yous and then we can wrap up? <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. This was, of course, uh-huh. we want to thank our sponsor. Listen, What's Popping USA, What's Popping Events, man, listen. She just had a wonderful event this past Saturday, the Tea and Heels events here in North Course, Georgia. Man, it was a great turnout, great event. A lot of energy, a lot of great people that was there. Man, it was just great. It was great. Also, we wanted to we um just because just gotta continue to just thank our sponsors. Thank you so much, Elaine. Thank you so much for believing in us and continuing to rock with the OK Two podcast. And also, thank you for all of our fans, all of our fans all over the world who listen to us and rock with us each and every week. We appreciate you. God bless you. We love you. Hey, just thank you for continuing to support with us and rock with us each and every week. And Dr. Augustus Jordan, thank you so much, sir, for bringing your presence, your knowledge, and bringing your just your experience and everything to our show. We appreciate you, man. Listen, man, can your family come on through when you want to stop through. We appreciate you, man. And, you know, all the best continued on your podcast and just all the, all the adventures that you're doing with your book and everything. And everybody, yo, go pick up his book and go connect with him on IG, Facebook, and connect with him and listen to his podcast. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. No problem. All right. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thanks. All right. Well, hey, guess it's that time, right? You ain't got to go home, but you got to get it. You ain't got to go home, but you got to get out of here, right? Right. Mark. Thanks a lot, y'all. Y'all made my day. It was one of the that was just really Monday, 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 but y'all mm-hmm. made it special, man. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it, bro. And thank you to our guests. Are y'all too in the D9 organization or no? No, I'm not. I'm not. Sis, are I'm, you? No, I'm not. Okay. Cool. I may I may get down. I don't care how old I am. I may get down with one. <laughs> okay. You're never too old. You're never too old. You're never too old because I can say right now. I can say I, 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 
Yeah, so I've seen, I've seen, I think I've seen a 58-year-old person. So uh, it's not a vintage process. It's not, it's not pledging anymore. So no more pledging, okay. so it's all good. <laughs> yes, but with this right. right here, it's time to say goodbye to all our all our listener friends. We thank once again Dr. Augustus Jordan the Third. We thank our listeners out there all over the globe. And of course I'd like to thank my other two hosts, Key and K Bush, always holding it down over here at the Real OK Two Podcast. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or any feedback, or if you have any questions for Dr. Jordan um, that you want to send to us, send that information over to the Real OK Podcast at gmail.com. Once again, send that information over to the Real OK Podcast at gmail.com. It's been a pleasure. So we thank you. We love you. We appreciate you. So until our next episode, this is O Dub, Kia, and K Book signing off, saying peace and stay blessed. Peace out. Peace.